It is a tradition in the Catholic Church that when a priest is ordained, he has another priest do the homily at his first mass. So it was an honor. Uh, thank you. Uh, I gotta get used to Father Jason. <laughs> I think I heard him say it, call himself Deacon Jason yesterday, so. But it is an honor to share this with you. The, by far, the proudest and happiest moment of a provincial superior is the ordination of one of our own. And you share that with us as one of our Marian helpers. And this is so beautiful. And so speaking here about Father, Father Jason, <laughs> we first need to thank his family, and uh, especially to uh, Larry and Joyce for the gift of your son. Thank you. Um, this is a special gift. Some of you know that the stole that the priest wears on his first confession will then be on his father as he is laid to rest. And then the mother, the oil uh, that was uh, placed on the hands of the son um, will be then put on the cloth that will wrap her hands as she is laid to rest. And so it is so beautiful that nine years ago when I was ordained, I said to my mom, I said, there's a tradition that when you go before the pearly gates as the mother, you need to, if St. Peter is scrolling through, looking for your name, <laughs> going to page two and <laughs> looking for your name, all you have to do is say, my son is a priest, and the doors will open <laughs> wide open for you. So, yeah. That, that is a beautiful gift from a mom. And so we, we celebrate this, you know, when uh, Father Dan Cambra, I asked him to do the homily at my first mass, Bishop Holly, God bless him, was here. But Father Dan proceeded to tell in the homily all the things I did wrong. <laughs> I was petrified that my ordination was going to be invalid, so, so I will try to be a little nicer to Father Jason. Uh, but seeing his family, seeing all of you is a gift of grace, and thank you for doing that. You know, um, Jason has had an amazing road to the priesthood, some of you may know. Uh, I came 17 years ago, and Jason was already a veteran, already already here with the Miriams, but you know, I think that was all in God's plan. It was beautiful, because like me, we both had to follow our own path for a while so that God could show us that's futile. You have to follow my path. And so both of us, we own businesses, both of us were engaged. And so I think then we saw that the Lord's path is better. So what happened was I was in the airport one day, and this was a few years ago, and I got an inspiration from the Holy Spirit very clearly in the middle of an airport, and the, port, the plane was supposed to board, and I said, no, nah, no, nah, the plane's boarding. Well, it was then delayed, and I got an inspiration from the Holy Spirit to call Jason, and he was in North Carolina at the time. And so the first question I asked him is, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm loving it. 
I'm, you know, the place here in North Carolina, close to my heart, the beaches, the beautiful weather. And so I talked to him into coming back to the Marion Helper Center to help us, because I knew his talents, I knew his gifts, and to help work, to help finish a book that we had started um, after suicide, because I knew he had a very big gift on working with people with grief and losing his grandfather and others. He had beautiful words of wisdom. So I talked him into coming up with what I just told him would be a job. But somehow I knew the Holy Spirit was behind it. And I felt it, even though I didn't share that with him. I didn't want to scare him away. Uh, because like me, he had come to the Marians, then left to discern further. He has a gift. Jason has a gift of speaking, preaching, healing. Um, he will be spending a little bit of time at a parish, uh, but it will not be long where he will be out helping us do parish missions. Um, you know, it's funny because I took him, him and I did a parish mission out in Palm Desert in California before COVID. And I still really didn't really know how to do missions and everything. So I brought Jason along and he was what I would say the first speaker. So he was the opening act, <laughs> if you will. But he was better, he was on fire, and he changed kind of the whole way we did the missions. He brought in the prayer service, he brought in the adoration to it, he brought in the meditation to it, and I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. And I went home that night, I've never shared this with him, but I went home that night and I was like, wow, Lord, I think, you know, Brother Jason really has a handle on this. And as I was flipping through my phone on the news feeds, there was a story, you know how the Beatles, they became big in 1964, right? Well, in 1963, they opened for Roy Orbison. And I said, Jason, as the opening act, is going to overtake and become the main act because, <laughs> because he has that skill. He's got that ability that is a gift. And he knows it's a gift. He knows it's not Jason. He knows it's the Holy Spirit. And the Lord is going to use that. You know, the priest, his first function is the sacraments. This is it. And this is what he's doing now. But the second is to bring the people to eternal life through teaching, preaching, healing, his gifts, prayer, penance. So the priest sacrifices and is mediation, a mediator. Now, the people of God have always had priests to mediate. Now, it's not between you and the Father. Jason is not your mediator between you and the Father. Jesus is the only mediator between us and the Father. But as in persona Christi, he is Christ. And he mediates to for us in this mass between God and man. So Jesus is the one mediator. But Jesus' body, the church, is called the church. So when we go through the church, we are going through Christ as our one mediator. So when you go through Father Jason as the priest, he is representing the church, the body of Christ 
you are going through Christ as that one mediator. You know, all priests operate in persona Christi capitis. This is in the person of Christ, the head. And the priest offers sacrifice to atone for our sins and to officiate over the liturgy. This is what he will do. At Mass, you then are to offer your sacrifices of your life to the Father in union with the sacrifice of Christ, which the priest, which Jason represents, as he will be offering to our Heavenly Father the sacrifice of Christ. This is beautiful. You know, priests have received a power which even the angels and archangels envy, if they were capable of envy. They do not possess. In the diary, 1677, we know that St. Faustina could not go to Mass. She was sick. So she prayed, and Jesus sent a seraphim angel. How ironic. I think today there's a seraph angel above watching over Father Jason. And St. Faustina asked that seraphim if he would first hear her confession before giving her Holy Communion. And he said, I can't. No spirit in the universe has that power other than the priest. And how beautiful that is. The Father gives that power to the Son who gives that power to his priests. And that was passed on to us by the apostles. Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23. Now when Jason in the confessional says, I absolve you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you are not wondering if you're forgiven. You're not hoping you're forgiven. You are guaranteed to be forgiven. That power was given to him by the laying on of hands. This is apostolic succession. So Jason, Father Jason, now has the same power on earth as Christ did. This is in persona Christi. He is in the person of Christ. Now, like Jesus, though, he won't marry because his bride is the church. You know, yesterday I told him, this is your wedding day. And I always teach that the mass is a wedding where the church is the bride and Christ is the groom. In a sense, though, as of yesterday, Jason was the groom because he is being wed to the church. The church is his spouse. He is in the person of Christ. Both of us were engaged to be married and both of us were heartbroken when we had to end our relationships. But I think both of us are much now more seeing the beauty in the gift of celibacy. And so I pray for Jason, through the intercession of John Vianney, the patron saint of priests, to pray for him. And I ask all of you, ask John Vianney to pray for him. You know, it may not look like it, but there is a revival, a renewal of the priesthood. We Marian fathers just look around. We have more seminarians now than we've ever had in the history of our congregation in the United States. This is beautiful. (laughs) 
And when you see ordinations like we've just had with Father Tim Childers, now Father Jason, you can see the beauty. You know, be careful though. I know Jason knows this. The evil one will set the snares and the traps, but especially for souls of priests. The night before my ordination, I went to a Dominican priest for confession. And in the confession, I mentioned that I was, God willing, going to be ordained in the morning. And he said, are you ready for this? And I said, I think so. And he said, just remember, tomorrow at this time, your wanted poster will be in the post office of hell. <laughs> That's my advice to you, Father Jason. <laughs> And so he needs our prayers. We have the bullseyes on our back. And today, there, there is a misunderstanding of the priesthood. Oh, it's all about money. We don't have any money. <laughs> oh, it's all, you're a bunch of hypocrites. If you heard Jason teach and preach, he knows the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the world would hate the priesthood because it hated him first. And it's not easy to be a priest today. So Jason, thank you for having the courage to say yes to the priesthood. This, this is beautiful. And to finish, you know, in seminary, we are told to be good priests. We are taught how to be good priests. But never once was I taught in seminary how to be a willing victim. And I think Jason gets that. All other priests in the priesthood of history, medicine men in the Jewish priesthood, offered sacrifice apart from themselves. The Jews, they believed that sin was so deep it was in our blood, and so you had to shed the blood of an animal that represented the draining, the emptying of sin. So the priest was different from the victim, the animal. They were distinct, separate, until Jesus. With Jesus and the priest, that has now changed. As priest, we offer Christ in the Mass. Jason, in a few minutes, is going to say, this is my body. This is my blood. He is saying the words of Christ and he is offering Christ. But however, I know I don't have to remind him of this. I know he knows this. But as victims, we too, as a priest, must offer ourselves with Christ in the mass. Every priest who says those words, this is my body. You know, on the way to, back from the Philippines, it's a 20-hour flight. And I had all this work to do, getting ready for provincial council and getting scripts written, and I had all this work to do, and all of a sudden they announced there'll be no internet the entire flight. I was starting to break out in hives. <laughs> and then I realized, okay, Lord, and I had a book somebody had given me called The Priest Is Not His Own by Fulton Sheen. Absolutely, Christ was behind that no internet. So instead of working, I prayed and read that book. 
And Fulton Sheen says that that priest, and I had always, when I said those words, every day for nine years as a priest, I uttered, this is my body. I was thinking of Christ. Never once did I stop and think that I have to be saying, this is my body, Father Chris. And this is my blood, the blood of Father Chris. And so, Father Jason, when you utter those words of institution, not only are you giving Christ's body and Christ's blood, but you're giving your body, your blood. And I knew that that happened so that I could change the whole way I viewed the priesthood. Jason, you need to offer yourself with Jesus. I know you know this. Consecration has to be another passion in you, not just Christ's passion. We break the bread in the union of the Eucharist, in the Eucharist to know that our Lord has been broken for our sins and he was a victim. But our priesthood also is not complete and we till we break the bread that is our body, our will. We say we offer Mass, but do we ever think we are offered in the Mass? Every one of my brother priests here, and this is the most amazing group of priests. When I travel around the world, I'm so thankful for the faithfulness of our Marian priests. You will never hear what I hear on the road coming from a Marian priest. Abortion is okay. Marriage can be redefined. Liberty, religious liberty can be stripped. You will never hear our Marian priests say that. And so when we offer ourselves, it's not just Christ, but it's each priest. And I pray that you pray for Jason so that he too will be that living sacrifice. We do this by crushing our will, crushing what we want and what we desire for the good of the flock. You know, St. Augustine said, there is no need to look outside of oneself to find a sheep to offer to God. And although it took a little longer than we all hoped, <laughs> I know Father Jason is now ready to be that sheep. That sheep that he will offer of himself in this most holy sacrifice of the mass. The high point of his entire life, as much of everything he has done, accomplished, and seen in his life, nothing will compare to what he is about to do in the next few minutes. God bless you, Father Jason. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking 
and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.